in every step of my journey, what seems to be another period in time is simply a moment in time with you. It's another year for us, but it's just a day. And it's a day that you are walking with us. And you have us in the palm of your hand. Bless now your people. Consecrate your servant that we might utter the words that you speak, that we might hear. Take my frailty, my weakness, and use it to your glory. This we ask in Jesus' name. All of those who love the Lord said amen. Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12, I'm reading from the NIV version. You've heard this passage before, but here's what it says. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Verse 15 says, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. I want to say that again. That too God will make clear to you. Verse 16 says this, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Amen? Amen. While you're standing, I want to talk from this thought. I didn't get it all right, so I came back to try again. I didn't get it all right. Go ahead and be honest with one of your neighbors. Just tell them, neighbor, I didn't get it all right. But I'm here to give it one more shot. If that's what you're going to do this year, let's give the Lord a great hand of praise in the house of worship on today. I didn't get it all right. So I came back to try again. While 99% of pastors around the country today are preaching what we believe to be a 2020 vision sermon, I'm trying again to look at 2019. I realize that without evaluation of where you have been, you can't do anything better with where you're going. Oftentimes, on the first Sunday of the year, we preach high-reaching sermons that cause people to feel as if they need to add another step to what they're already doing, and they end up feeling somewhat inadequate because they realize they didn't get the New Year sermon the year before right either. We didn't get it right in 18 or 19, 17, 16, 15, 
14, 13, 12, 11, or 10. Matter of fact, if I counted all the way back to the first time you came, we still didn't get it all right. But before we can ever begin to move forward, we must take a look back. It is a look back, unfortunately for us, that will sometimes reveal to us things that we are not quite so proud of. But rather than to make ourselves feel bad with an evaluation, I came to add celebration to the evaluation. You see, we are a country built on evaluation. We love to evaluate everything. When you are in line at your favorite restaurant or your favorite fast food place, when you get your receipt, the first thing someone says as they circle the bottom is, please go online and mention my name and give me all five so I can get a good evaluation. When you're on the phone, before you can even talk to someone to resolve your issue, they're saying at the end, there will be a survey. And if you would like to take the survey, please press one and an attendant will come on at the end of the phone call. I took one the other day that was so quick and they only give you one option. They said, tell us you are completely satisfied by pressing five. I pressed five, they said thank you, and hung up, as if I had no other options to tell them that they did not do as well as I wish they could have done. We are built on evaluation, and evaluation sometimes makes us feel inadequate because it is always a summary looking backwards of things that we did not get done right. But I like this because Paul, who is writing this particular letter from a jail cell, if you will, is writing an evaluation of his own faith. And I believe if you're ever going to move forward in anything, you need to know where you are and you need to be honest with yourself. You need to be able to say, I do this well, I don't do that so well, and I don't even try to do this at all. There are some things that we look at in our walk with the Lord, and we can be honest with ourselves. Some things we do very well, but there are some things we don't even try to do at all. Paul is very clear in this summation, if you will, beginning at verse number 12. He says, I have not already obtained all of this. In other words, Paul has some goals. He has some things he's working towards. He has some stuff that he has put on his mind. Even while he is in prison, he is still working on his relationship with the Lord. I need to parenthetically pause, and I need to tell us that that's a good place to shout right there because no matter how bad things are, you still have opportunity to work on your relationship with the Lord. You can be in a prison situation like Paul was. You can be in depression, if you will, but you can keep on talking to God in every situation. Here Paul is, if you will, in the midst of this celebration. I believe he's being honest with himself and the things that he is saying are, that are very important. Number one that we ought to all celebrate is that he survived what happened to him. And if you're honest with yourself, nudge your neighbor, all of us have survived something in our lifetime. Whether it has been the depression that tried to grip us, whether it has been death that has been stalking us, whether it has been financial up or 
down or ruined, whatever it has been, we have survived. Grief tried to take some of us out. Anger tries to upset our life. But God gives us the victory in that we are survivors. Paul is celebrating himself in prison because he realizes that there were some folk that did not want him to win. You don't have to shout with me, but for everybody in here who knows there was at least one person that didn't want you to win, you ought to say amen. Because in spite of some others not wanting you to win, God declared you a winner anyway. He said, you're a winner, you are a survivor, and in your evaluation, the first thing you ought to write down is that I am a survivor. And I like that, because if I get to write my own evaluation and being honest with myself, and somebody else is not holding the pen, I do get to say I am a survivor. It may not look like it to you. It may not look like it to your neighbor, to your best friend, or to the person close to you on your pew, but the reality of life is is that everybody in here, when you get up every day, when you press on and you make your way in and you keep coming back to places where you have been uh, put down and let down and you try it over and over again, that's survivor mentality right there. The fact that you're sitting in worship this morning after some of the things that happened to you over the last year and you're saying, I'm going to give this God thing a try again, that's survivor's mentality right there. I don't know who I'm talking to, the people who got the diagnosis and who got the depression and got the bad letter and they were disgusted about something. But the fact that you made it today, you put your clothes on, you dressed up, you combed your hair, you're sitting in worship, go ahead and give yourself a five right there because you survived. You need to just say, thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength to survive. What do you mean? Paul is in prison, folk, and there are people that did not want him to survive. In chapter 3, the first verse, verse that he uses, he's talking about the people who were working against him to the extent that he used the name these people were haters and dogs, if you will. Paul is angry, he's upset, he's mad, but he's still here. Now, I don't know about y'all, you might not have gotten everything right, Paul still got some stuff to work on, but that's why he showed up. He still cussed a little bit, amen. He's still a little impatient, amen. He's still a little bougie about where he is, amen. But the reality of it is, is that he's still hanging in there. Do I have any folk in here that you ain't got rid of all your four-letter words? High five your neighbor. You still roll your eyes sometime. High five your other neighbor. You still get a little upset. You still get a little attitude every now and then. But tell somebody, I still got up and came to church. I still showed up. I went to the dinner anyway, even though they didn't want me to be there. I brought some food, even though somebody didn't bring none but ice. Amen. I still keep showing up. And the fact that God gives me a survival mentality and gives me strength down on the inside and I wake up every morning and I keep on going tell somebody that's good news right there well not only is he a survivor he's honest but tell somebody he has goals amen he has goals uh, all of us ought to have some goals uh, he said look at what he says he says not that I've already obtained this nor have I already arrived at my goal but I do press. Now, yeah. if you're sitting here and you don't have some goals, I need to check with you and ask you why you're here. Because we ought to all have some goals. I'm not just coming to be coming. I'm not just coming because I don't have anywhere else to go. In other words, Paul says, I'm trying to apprehend that which has apprehended me. 
In other words, he validates his soul's salvation. He says, I know I've been born again. How do you know? Because ways I used to have have changed. Uh, things I used to do, I don't do as frequently as I used to do them. Places I used to go, I don't go as often as I used to go. Uh, Y'all going to catch me in a minute. I'm talking about an evaluation of a man who says I didn't get it all right, but I'm still trying. I ought to have some saints in here today. See, because if it was predicated on everybody getting it all right, then most of us wouldn't have been here today. But the good news is, is that for those of us who didn't get it all right, God has given us another chance. Paul said my goal is still in place, and I'm still working to attain unto the goal. Look at it very carefully. He said, I haven't arrived at my goal, but here's what I do. I press to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He said, brothers and sisters, I don't count myself. I don't evaluate myself to have taken hold of this thing. I ain't got it all right yet. Touch your neighbor. Say, I ain't got it all right yet. I touch your other neighbor. They wasn't listening to you. Tell me, I ain't got it all right yet. But then they looking at you saying, but you here every Sunday. I know that's why I'm here every Sunday because I ain't got it all right yet. So I came back to try again. Now, what does he give us? i got to get into the meat of the message, then I'm going to get out of your way. Uh, uh, what happens here is that when we read the Bible ethically and we recover the voice of the text, as Eric Douglas suggests to us, what happens in this particular passage of Scripture is that we realize Paul is getting out of his anger mode and he's getting into his instructional mode because he was upset when he started writing it. He got joy while he was in jail, but he was upset at the folk that put him there when they put him in the situation he was in. And so Paul writes this letter to leave to us, and he says, here's what you're going to do. If you are going to get better, the first thing you got to do is you got to start forgetting the stuff which is behind you and straining for what's in front of you. Now, I know you like that. You heard that over and over again, but here's what I'm about to tell you. Number one, you got to stop lingering in places where the Lord told you to leave. I know y'all didn't want to hear that. Y'all didn't want to hear that. But see, lingering when the Lord tells you to leave will get you in trouble. Lord, help me in here. Preach, Pastor, I think I will. Lot and his wife are the best examples of when God tells somebody to leave, but they linger. And whenever God has given you grace to survive where you are and what folk, folk put you through and then you linger around it when God tell you to leave. You setting yourself up for trouble. I'm going to preach it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. But when God graciously spares us from the things that were never in his will and then when he takes us from places where his grace no longer dwells and he gives you an exit strategy, you need to get to stepping with the quickness and get up out of that place and learn how to forget what's behind you. I know some of y'all still hanging on the baby and new new and you looking back over your shoulder and you say we ain't together no more we just go out for drinks every now and then can I help you you lingering in a situation where God said leave you can't linger when God say leave touch your neighbor tell me you can't linger when God say leave uh, what are you saying pastor lingering is to stay in a place longer than necessary because of the reluctance to leave Here's what he says. He said, leave where you are. Forget what's behind you. It didn't happen. It didn't work out. Leave the attitude. Leave the disposition. It didn't happen. They didn't promote you, but you still got to work. Go to work with the right attitude. Go on up in there this year and quit thinking about what didn't happen last year. 
In other words, leave last year and don't, don't linger around that bad emotion. I'm going to preach better than y'all going to say man. Don't linger around those hurt feelings. Don't linger around stuff that got on your last nerve. You got a new opportunity to be a new individual in the same situation. And when God tells you to get it behind you, go ahead and get it behind you. I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but you got to learn how to quit lingering when God tells you to leave it. Here's the text. Watch what happens. I told you, Lot and his wife were the best biblical examples of this. Here's what happens in, in chapter 19, verse 17. Read it when you get to the house. Uh, the angels come along and say, look, y'all get out of here. Uh, Lot tells his wife, come on, baby, let's get our stuff. But here's what the angel gives them, instructions. When you start leaving, don't look back. And the Bible said they took one step. They took another step. I'm in my sanctified imagination. Just let me go there for a moment. They were holding hands for a moment. But because Miss Lot fell in love with something that was back there, she looked over her shoulder. And the Bible said, and she turned to a pillar of salt. Now look, first thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to blame this all on Miss Lot. Because if Mr. Lot had been a better leader, Miss Lot wouldn't have been looking back. Shout about that when you get to the house. I, I ain't going to throw it all on Miss Lot. Mr. Lot, you got something to do with that too, amen? All right, here, I'm going to give y'all that another time. But watch this. They are walking out of the situation, but because she is so akin to something behind her, she loses the blessing that's in front of her. Don't you lose what God has in front of you looking at what is behind you because you're going to fool around and freeze in the middle and somebody else going to inherit your blessing. I wish I had about 10 witnesses in here who know how to bless the Lord in this house and tell somebody I ain't looking over my shoulder, ain't nothing back there for me. God told me to leave. I ain't gonna linger. I'm gonna get on up out of here. So for y'all who didn't get it that way, just say this to your neighbor. Run, Forrest, run. Uh, sometimes things don't work out. Not just in human relationships, but in any relationship. But when things don't work out, God has something better for you. That contract canceled. There's another contract. That person didn't want you to be promoted on that job. There's another job. That house wasn't for you. There are other houses. That bank turned you down. Do you know another bank opened up last week? I'm trying to help somebody in here. Quit looking back over the rubbish and the stuff behind you because God is getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He's getting ready to tear that down. And because you want to be close to it to see if you can shift through the rubble, you're going to mess yourself up. Can I help somebody in here? God does not build new futures out of old parts. He takes what he gives you in the place where you're going, preach pastor, and he creates something new. My God is the God of creation, ex nihilio, which simply means he doesn't need anything to make what he wants to make. All he got to do is speak and it comes into existence. Do you know that when the Lord wanted to create the earth, he did not scoop up dirt. He did not find mountains. There was no such thing. He just spoke and it came to existence. When God wants you to have it, baby, all God got to do is speak it. And when God speak it, can't nobody stop it. Touch your neighbor, tell him it's going to happen, and you got to leave some stuff behind. Here's the text. Quit lingering. Tell your neighbor, quit lingering. Move on. Forget it. 
remove yourself. Uh, after you remove yourself, you need to concentrate on reinventing yourself, recreating yourself, reclassifying yourself, renaming yourself. You may have to relocate yourself. You need to rethink yourself, reimagine yourself, reinvigorate yourself, recalibrate yourself, rehabilitate yourself, recapitulate yourself, reconfirm yourself, reconnect yourself, reconstruct yourself, recover yourself, but you got to remove yourself before you get to any of that. Who do I have up in here? Touch your name and say, get to step in. But watch what you are. Quit lingering. Tell your neighbor, quit lingering and start leaning. Uh-huh. He said, look, one thing I do is forget what's behind me. But I strain, I reach for what's in front of me. I have never been able to reach without moving. I have never been able to reach without moving. When folk don't want to get the check at the restaurant, it ain't because they got arthritis in the arm. It's because they don't want to lean in and get it. And so as I looked at this text, he says, first thing, you got to stop lingering in the past, but you got to start leaning in the direction that you're trying to get to. Whatever your goal is, let me say it, it's worth straining for and worth fighting for or is not worth having as a goal. If you got goals that you don't want to work for, then they're really not good goals to have. Anything worth having requires hard work. And if you're not willing to work for it, fight for it, strain for it, reach for it, then it really may not be worth having. Uh, and when you look at a goal, when you look at something that you set in front of you, it needs to be based on God's design and not your desire. Most of our goals are what we desire and not in God's design. Look at what he says. He says, I'm reaching for the goal of Christ Jesus that's heavenward in him. I'm not reaching for earthly stuff because earthly stuff is eventually going to disappoint you. But if I reach for godly stuff, earthly stuff will follow godly stuff. He said, put ye first think get first the kingdom of heaven and all of these things will be added unto you so I need some folk in here to reverse that thing this year rather than trying to get the stuff get the God who can give you the stuff and if you get the God who can give you the stuff you'll, you'll be surprised you may not even want as much of that stuff as you think you really want it uh, you got to lean in the direction of your goals can I use this quick illustration not get out of your way uh, uh, let me see if y'all know how to lean. All right. This is the goal. All right. And the goal is over here. Which way should y'all be leaning? Y'all did pretty good. This is the goal. And the goal is over here. Which way should y'all be leaning? All right. See if I can help y'all. 
Get in the vicinity. Lean towards your goal. Uh, lady said she wanted to get married. And she had identified a man that went to the church she went to. And she knew where he sat every Sunday. Y'all fast. Y'all fast. Y'all fast. And one of her girlfriends said, was you at church this past Sunday? She said, yeah. She said, I didn't see you sitting in your seat. She said, but I was there. Said, where were you? She said, my goal was on the other side. So if I want to accomplish my goal, y'all ain't got to say amen if you want to. You ain't going to get no job going to the gym. You better go on and start leaning toward the job. You ain't going to get no five-pound loss going to the restaurant. You better start leaning to the gym. You ain't going to get full sitting at the house. You better get them go to the grocery store. You better lean in the direction of whatever your goal is. Do I have anybody up in here that's just tired of being in the same space, in the same place, and waiting on it to fall in front of you? Tell somebody this is my leaning year. Every time you see me... I'm leaning. I ain't waiting on it. I'm leaning towards it and reaching for it so I can obtain the prize. Here's what he does. Paul said you have got to keep working at it because it ain't going to just fall in your lap. Can I get out of your way? He said first thing, don't linger when God tells you to leave. Lean in the direction of the goal you're trying to accomplish. But then I like what he says in verse 16. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. Start living according to what you've already attained. Uh-huh. I know. Y'all going to get confused on that. How do you live like what you've already attained? Whatever I've done, whoever I am at this point, I'm not going backwards. Right. Amen. I don't use about four cuss words now. I'm not going to increase that to five. I'm going to stay at four. I'm trying to get to three. Anybody in here with me? Some of the rest of y'all need to be clapping. In other words, I'm not going backwards. And I will do no less than what I've already attained. Most times we don't read verse 16 when we read 12, 13, and 14. Because we're so busy trying to get more, but we end up losing ground on what we've already attained. Look at what he says in verse 16. Let us live up to what we have already attained. Amen? I'm going to do the whatever you see me doing this year is at least what I did last year. Anybody get that? Now, if I can add some more to it, God give me strength to do that. Amen? But the one thing I'm not going to do is go back to doing what I was doing year before last. Somebody should have caught that. That means I'm making progress. I wish I had some sanctified witnesses in here. 
I ought to have some folk in here that can shout about your own progress. They didn't get it right all last year, so you came back to just get a little bit more. Paul had been a Christian for 30 years when he wrote this, and if he had been a Christian for 30 years and hadn't gotten it right, then I'm sure it's going to take some of us a little bit longer. High five your neighbor, tell him I'm working on it, but if you see me messing up, it ain't because I'm going back. I'm just trying to maintain where I am. Well, I'm gone. I get out of your way, but I need to go up one verse and help you with something. How do you maintain it? You got to quit listening to people. Verse 15, put it on the screen. Watch what it says. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. God will make it clear to you. Here's what Paul said. He said, everybody who's trying to fix you ain't fixed they self. I have folk tell me what I need to be, what I ought to be doing, what you need to be. And I say, you work on you. I'll work on me. And if God won't change something, I talk to him every day. When folk walk up to you this year and say, the Lord told me to tell you, you say, here, give him my number. Tell him to call me next time he won't talk to me. He, I got an email and a cell phone. I pray in the morning and I pray at night. If God got something he wants to say to me, guess what? I know he know how to get in touch with me. Why? Because he called me, because he saved me, because he brought me into the fold of being in his family. So surely he ain't lost my number because if the Holy Spirit called me into salvation, surely he can show me the way of life and instruction. I wish I had somebody in here. But look, here's what I need you to celebrate today. Just tell somebody I didn't get it right last year, but I came back to work on it again. Do I have anybody in here today that's just glad you're working on it one more time? Come on, stand up and give yourself a hand today. High five yourself if you need to. Tell somebody, I'm still working on it. I didn't get it all right, but God gave me one more chance. The door of my father's house is open. Remain standing. Here's what I need you to do. Move out of the way of the people who can give an honest evaluation of themselves. 30 years Paul walked with the Lord. He said, I still ain't got it right. 21 years I've been pastoring this church. I still ain't close to getting it right. But here's what I do. I'm going to leave the stuff I got wrong behind me. I'm going to quit lingering in spaces that God told me to leave. I'm going to start leaning towards the goal. I'm at least going to try to come to church. I'm at least going to try to go to Bible study. I'm at least going to get in my small group with my friends who try to study the Bible. I'm going to start leaning in the direction of what I'm trying to attain in the Lord. I'm going to start leaning. I'm just going to move a little closer to that. This is the first opportunity you got to do that this year, maybe, in worship, in a formal worship setting. Would you come today? Would you give your life to the Lord? Would you lean in the Lord's direction today? That's all I want you to do. I just want you to get a little closer to God today. This is your first step towards leaning in the direction of your goal. 
whatever it was you were trying to accomplish, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, it can't happen apart from God. You need the help of the Lord. You need the strength of God to be able to lean in the Lord's direction. I'm going to pray with you now. Amen. As the choir makes ready, I want to pray with you. And I want you to make a decision in your heart at the end of this prayer that we're going to lean in the Lord's direction. Amen. God bless. Give my sister a hand. Amen. She's I ain't waiting for the prayer. I'm already leaning. I like it. Would you take somebody by the hand, every head is bowed and every eye is closed, even on the internet, watching far away. All we're going to do this year is just lean in the direction of the Lord. I ain't asked you to come to church every Sunday. Amen. Hear me what I'm saying. I'm not asking you to come to church every Sunday. I'm not coming to church every Sunday. I am not. I'm saying me. I'm going to lean in the Lord's direction. I'm going to leave some places that I've been lingering in. I've been hesitant about some stuff. I haven't been fully committed. I'm going to quit lingering. It's time to let it go. I got some bad feelings about some stuff. It's time for me to quit lingering around it. It's only holding up the good things that God has in store for me. Let it go. What you want me to do? You want me to call them and tell them you ain't got to call nobody. Demonstrate it by the way you live. Yeah. I'm not going to linger. I'm going to lead. I'm going to lean in the direction of the Lord. And I'm at least going to live up to what I've already attained. Just trying to be my best self in the Lord. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for letting me have an honest evaluation of myself. And thank you for not letting me have one more goal I need to accomplish. Thank you for, Pastor, not giving me 20 steps to get it right in 2020. But I ain't got the first one right from 2019. I just want to be in tight, close-knit relationship with you. Talk to me this year. If it's something I'm doing wrong, give me a verse 15 kind of moment. Make it clear to me. Don't let people put anything else on me that I can't attain. I don't pray every day at the same day. I felt guilty for getting that app and now I don't use it. I'm using, I'm trying to do what I, but, but find me in you, in you, in me. Connect us. Bring us together as one. I'm tired of trying all of these things, dear God. I feel like a hamster on a wheel. This thing never stops. God, can I have an authentic and real relationship with you? Where you receive me when I pray and I don't pray in language like everybody else prays in. I just kind of pray like I pray. I talk to you like I talk to the people that I live with. Thank you, Paul, for leaving on a record for us. Something that does not make us feel inadequate about where we are in the Lord. Help me to forget the things that are behind me and lean towards the things that are in front of me. Help me, dear God, to start living like I've already attained what I've already attained with you. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to be any less than where you have brought me. I don't want all of this pressure on me, God. 
to try to live up to other folks' standards. Make it clear to me what you require of me. Do that for me, God. I'm different from other folk. We got the same job title, but we don't do the job the same way. Trying to wear somebody else's armor doesn't fit me. I don't speak in tongues. But I do try to speak to people. I didn't get it all right. So I came back to try again. In Jesus' name. All of those who love the Lord said amen. Come on, put those hands together and bless God today. The door of my father's house is open. Remain standing. You're here, my brother. You're here, my sister. Will you come today? I just need you to lean in the Lord's direction. That's all I want you to do. Amen. What you're doing right now is to make a commitment to say, Lord, I want to try this walk with you. Amen. I'm going to lean in your direction. Amen. God bless you. Give him a hand as he comes. Come on. Is there someone else who will come? I want to lean in God's direction. If you're here, would you come even in the balcony? God bless you, brother. 